was so sad to hear you were ill last week. I miss doing this show so much. I mean, it's not like I get any other opportunity to talk incessantly for an hour or so, after all. I'm sure our dozens and dozens of, well, dozens, listeners, missed us too. So I'm glad we're back this week, raring to go. What do you, what do you think you had? You know, I, I can tell you, we've had a few really nasty strains of flu sweeping our side of the pond too. And I'm going to tell you, the idea of sitting there all bunged up and feeling miserable is about as appealing as going on a blind date with Donald Trump. Actually, maybe just being blind would be better than that. But anyway, are you sure that it was the flu? That's the question. Are you sure it wasn't all that horse meat we keep reading about you guys eating over there? I I have no real idea what a Tisco is, but they appear to be very liberal with what they put in their burgers. Still, you know, I guess it makes a change from ammonia-treated, defatted beef trimmings. Ugh. However, you know, I'm I'm sure that it wasn't that, though. I mean, after all, you were the guys who went through the whole mad cow scare. So really, you know, a few horse burger patties couldn't have made that big of an impact, really, could they? Could they? Dear listener, and welcome to the Here and There show. My name's Carl. And I'm Missy. And we are back after illness and other <laughs> weird things that are keeping us away from you. Yes, we've slicked our shekels and we're back again. We have slipped them. How are you feeling, Madden? I'm alive or a rough approximation of what is considered to be alive. So This, this flu hit you hard. It did. It was, it was hard hitting. It, it me, did, I know. It knocked me bandy for two weeks. Unbelievable. And did you ever... Now, I have to tell you all that that I did. I, I sent... I actually put it on Twitter because I, I wanted to shame Carl a little bit. I said, Carl, our friend Alex Fox, did you go to the doctor, Carl? No. Because you had been sick for so long that, you know, these things... Listen, you cannot mm-hmm. take these things... You know, so lightly because they can turn into pneumonia, they can turn into bronchitis. You can get really sick and you're just like, oh, I'll get better if I don't feel better. And I'm like, go to the doctor. And you don't go to the doctor, Carl. There's two I don't re- understand that. Two reasons I don't go to the doctor. All One right. is because whenever a bloke gets sick in this country, it's considered man flu. <laughs> right? Hold on, know- hold on. Man flu. Man what is flu. man flu? You don't have man flu in the States. Well, maybe we do. We just call it something different. You tell me what it is, and I'll tell you if I have it okay, or know well, of it. Man flu is what is considered when um, when a man gets ill, the whole world ends. He can't do anything. He just lays there like, oh, I'm so ill. I'm the worst person. There's no one worse than me on the planet. This is what the portrayal is that women have mainly created, I must say, however, you know. Because they venture on when they get sick, but a man just lays on the couch and goes, I'm so ill, I need help. Please rub my belly and rub my head. And well, I'll stop there. But and so it's considered man flu. In other words, I we don't, put on you a know, I have to act. say that that the that the men in my family do not suffer from man flu. In fact, it's the opposite. It's more like Madden flu. It's more like I'm running a 125 degree fever, and um, and I've got chills and and spots, but I'm going into work. You know, it's one of those things where it's just like, would you stop it? Stop being like that. So I I think it's the opposite. But, that's what but I do. do know what you're talking about because well, they always say you know if if men had children could get pregnant, we, every family would have two children, three, because the wife would have the first. He would have the second, she would have the third, and then it would stop. Yeah, but a bloke would go never back do to work again. in the afternoon. No, he would. He'd go back to work in the afternoon. What are you talking about? For childbirth. I just bet he stings a bit. I bet that yeah, goes away yeah, after an hour. Yeah, man flu. 
But you know, you really, you need to, okay. So you didn't want to be considered a wuss. So you didn't go to the doctor. That was reason number one. What is reason number two? Well, reason number two is the last time I went to the doctor as well is I'm getting on in years. You know, I turned 45 this year and you know, the years are starting stacking up. And I went to the doctor's last time over some unrelated, I think it was food poisoning or something. And he he's just happened to say to me, mm-hmm. oh, I've just gone through your files here and it seems you've never been in for a prostate exam. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm. And I went, no, I think I would remember mm. that if I had. And he goes, oh, would you like to have one now? <laughs> Would you like to have? It's like a drink. It's, it's would you like? Would you like a prostate exam right now? How can I help you with that? Actually, hmm. now I think about it. This the free in, service we're offering today only. <laughs> this was in the waiting room before I even got to see the doctor. <laughs> fact, fact, now I think about this it more. This was in the parking garage. Now I think about Some it more. The guy was in a anorak. Hey. He's no. like, "Hey, you're a little behind in your prostate exams." <laughs> ah, see what I did there. It would be I apt. myself up. <laughs> it would be apt if my behind wasn't so capacious. So did you do it? Did you say yes? Yes. Yes, sir. May I have more? Did you do that? <laughs> that is the one situation where you definitely don't want more. But yeah, I, I said to him, oh, go on then. How do we do this then? Yes. And so I had to lay down on the, the lay down couch thing that they have in our office. He pulled out a plastic rubber glove, glove and... Um, Off you went. Yeah. Got, how was your? How, but I, we're assuming that your your prostate was fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he didn't go wow when he. This is one of the best in. prostates I've ever <laughs> encountered. Well, I take care of it. No, no. Anyway, so he done that. Right. That was rather intimidating and embarrassing. So now you're and, you're scared that every time you go to the doctor, there's going to be some kind of like exam that you're not prepared for. You're like, I came in because I have an earache. And you've got your hand up my bum. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's what you're worried about. I know. I understand. I understand. You know, it's so funny. I have um, my brother who is 10 years older than me. And he says um, his philosophy is I try not to go to the doctor that often. I get a checkup every year and all that. But every little thing, I don't go because I always believe that that if you look, you're going to find something. <laughs> you look hard enough, you're going to find something wrong that needs treatment. I just prefer not to do it unless it's, you know, he takes care of himself. He's in great physical condition. He's a he's a mountain biker. And he goes and, and has his checkups and all that. But, yeah. Oh, well, Carl, but, but I guess you were right after all. Because if you're on the mend, right, then you must have made the right call this time, Madden. Exactly. Well, I know my body. I know. Just yeah. Uh, so as soon as he knows it a little bit more intimately yeah. than I do, but yes. And you work through this though. You you went to work while you were sick. I did. I absolutely went to work because you have to. Because here's the thing, right? So here's another thing I don't understand. If you remember the other week, I went on about all the health and safety nonsense that they put us through. Yes. However, <laughs> so a cold or a flu is a viral thing. I mean, you can spread it quite easily. Yes, but, you but, can. But they think nothing of making you come to work, i.e. by not giving you sick money, to come in and infect everybody else in your workplace. Now I yep. think, I'm not a litigious man, but sometimes I think, wouldn't it be fun? If you, could, if you get, no, you get a flu thing from work, you could sue your employer. That would be brilliant. Well, good luck on proving that one. That's hard because there's those incubation periods for viruses where by the time you by the time you're infected, there's what, you know, it's a 72 hour delay or 48 hour delay by the time you're infected to the time you first feel the symptoms. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, schools the same way. I don't know how schools are in the UK, but here in the States, I mean, they crack down on on, you know, you're well enough to go to school. And I'm like, I always buck the system. Hey, there's a surprise with my children because I feel like if you have a, if they have a fever, no, you're not going to school because uh, fever is infection and fe- and and that can spread. And then I think, um, you know, if kids are miserable, what are they learning? 
they're sneezing their head off, they're coughing, and then they're just spreading germs and, oh gosh, no, I'm, I'm not into that. But I've had quite a few run-ins with teachers, again, imagine that, um, over, this, over this, this topic because I agree with you. We shouldn't, I mean, what? It's like you want to send, you want to send your kids to school in like a bubble, Hey, come here. The mommy wrap you in some bubble wrap and then send you off. Like the boy in the bubble, like John Travolta, like that movie. Did you ever see that? I didn't. The boy in the bubble? Was that when he was in the white suit dancing on the floor? Oh, Madden. Did you ever see the Bubble Boy episode of Seinfeld? I did see that one. Okay. Well, that's based on true story. It was a boy who who had basically no immune system. And he he would get very sick from the least little thing. And so he had to be kept in this incredibly clean, germ-free environment. So they put him in this bubble. It's a bubble boy. The boy in the bubble. I want to put my kids in a bubble <laughs> and send them off into the world because it's like, you know, some germs are good for us. We need some germs. I think we're too clean. I, my, I seriously believe we're too clean. We're too clean. We're too clean. We have hand sanitizers. Oh, we touched that. Put the Perel on your Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm all for washing hands, and I want to, to live in a clean environment, my desk notwithstanding. <laughs> but, but I think we can go overboard with the, you know, the germ-free stuff. We are made to have germs. I remember eating dirt when I was young, and not because some bully pushed it in my mouth. That was another incident. <laughs> you remember eating dirt? Well, we yeah, you like mud pies and. Did you ever try to sell them? I tried to sell my pies. <laughs> I used to live in Turkey when I was little, and I remember living in Turkey, trying to sell mud pies. And I had a sign, my friend and I, that they were a dollar a mud pie, and we spelled dollar D O L L E R. And I remember this neighborhood kid laughing, going, "You don't even know how to spell dollar. It's A R." And I always remember that to this day when I write the word dollar, I think of that kid from Turkey. I think, you should have been, I think you should have been more I concerned. Do I think of it every single time. I think you should have been more concerned with the fact that you were selling mud pies, not that you spelt it incorrectly. <laughs> I was little. What did I know? I didn't know. I could probably sell it now. Hey, you want a mud pie? <laughs> when you say little, what's little? 13? Biblical mud pies. They're from Turkey. Hmm? <laughs> what was little? 13, 14, 15 years old? What was... Yeah, you just turned into the... I was a tween. No, I was tiny. It was like second first grade i was little but anyway but anyway you're right i think we're too clean and i think that we should not be sending sending ourselves or our children into an environment where i mean it's just a germ fest it's like hospitals hospitals are one of the dirtiest places and i mean it's just a germ you know when you go to urgent care we have do you have urgent cares there I'm Maddie? assuming that's our A&E, Accident and Emergency Rooms, I'm assuming. It is. Well, it's different than emergency room. An emergency room is, is you had an emergency. I have a, you know, my, my limb has been severed or it's an actual bona fide emergency. Um, or you go to them when the doctor's offices are closed. You know, last patient's at five. And so it's like, well, I'm sick at seven. So you go to the emergency room. Well, we have in-between clinics called um, um, urgent care meaning that I can't get into the doctor or the doctor's closed, but it's not really an emergency because, you know, emergency room, you're going to sit for hours. Um, and so you go to urgent care. And I just, emergency room, urgent cares, those waiting rooms, shh, you just want to take a can of Lysol. Because <laughs> it's really, everyone's, <clears throat> they're coughing. And even if you're not sick when you get there, you're just, you know, you know, I just I have a little sinus problem. You're going to be sick when you leave. Do you play it's the, um, as you're sitting there, do you play the, um, I wonder what they've got game. Well, you try to kind of sit by yourself and not touch anything. No, you don't want to touch anything. But you Even look after at I go went on about germs, yeah, what's wrong with you? Or And then you feel sad. And then you see the little children who are like laying against their parent and they just don't feel well. And you feel so bad. And then you feel bad if they come in after you and you get called in first because, you know, they're little babies and they should be able to go in first. Babies get preferential treatment. But I will tell you something I get pretty darn ticked off about. Go on in. My daughter, when she was tiny, had croup really bad. And to where she would have to have treatments, you know, that blah, blah, cough, where she couldn't breathe. And um, I remember taking her into the emergency room probably one in the morning after all the treatments at home didn't work. And my husband and I took her in. And, um, oh, gosh, she must have been two, probably. 
taken her in and uh, for treatment, and somebody had been in a fight, like a bar fight or something stupid, and they'd gotten slashed or cut or something. And we had to wait for hours because these two idiots were fighting, and they got in this fight, and they had to be treated because, you know, they had to triage them, and they were bleeding, and they – I just said, let them bleed. <laughs> My baby needs treatment. I did. She wasn't in a bar fight. She was just coughing at home. Why are we waiting for hours? But that's a thing that really bothers me, really bothers me, is that when people, you know, if there's like a gang-related incident or two people got in a fight or it was something stupid and then everybody in the waiting room has to pay the price for these two buffo heads who are, who, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Do you mm-hmm. ever have that there where you're like waiting yeah. and you're like, Wait, I followed the rules. You should have gone up to one of them, though, and whispered in his ear, that one called you a sissy. Then they would have taken it outside, and you could have jumped in front of them. Sitting there, laying there, you know. Or they bring them in, you know, and they're from the, or they're from the, um, they're in chains. That happened one time. I was in the emergency room, and somebody came in from, like, the detention center. And they got, they got shoved to the front of the line, because they were a prisoner. I'm sitting there, you know, racked with fever going, you know, I handcuff me. If that gets me to the front of the line, I'm good. <laughs> she got them coughed on him. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, so anyway, look, I'm getting all upset over that whole incident now. And how long ago was that? But yes, at least we weren't stranded on a cruise ship, Carl. It could be much, much worse. Oh, wouldn't you have loved to have been on that ship? No! Oh, come on. The Carnival Triumph. I mean, it just sounds like a wonderful, happy place. The Carnival Triumph. <gasps> gives a whole new meaning to poop deck, huh? <laughs> you you <laughs> nick my joke. That's <laughs> I put a joke in the dock and you nick it. That's the last time I'm doing that. You know, don't even. I will take what I need whenever I need it. Pooping no, in the I bag it, on the poop deck and you just went and took it. You just don't care. <laughs> yes, five days. Was it five days? Five days stranded in the Gulf of Mexico on a cruise ship, mind you. Yep. So what's normal then? Five, 14 days stranded on the ship in New Mexico. Mind you, I, I have a toilet you, you know our friend Kevin Newsom, mm-hmm. who is on the photo show quite frequently from Florida. And he has a son, Logan, who is um, a very honorable man and serving in our armed forces here. And after doing, I don't know how many tours in uh, the Middle East, which causes apparent no, you know, right, no shortage of dismay and sleepless nights and heartache and worry um, over this proud, proud young man. He um, he posted after this carnival thing. He posted this thing on Facebook, which you would never see because you're never on Facebook. But it was a it was a meme of his son going, "Oh, you're stranded on a ship without air conditioning and a lot of fresh food for five days." And it shows him sitting like at this this old building in the Middle East eating just rations out of a bag. Get back to me after a year. You know? <laughs> I was like, really? Is this a heartache? Is this? I mean it is, but but it isn't in the big I'm not the too big sure. Picture. If you carry on reading the story, I mean it's not good, for example. Mind you, they were forced apparently to queue for hours and eat cold onion and cucumber sandwiches. Oh, that's you know, it's a problem. You've, you've been, they're all going to get reimbursed, obviously. Well, it's a problem gonna... if you don't like onion or cucumber. Well, you know, there's no – they were bringing supplies to the ship. I saw that because they were trying to bring supplies out. The thing that got me was the ship was kind of tilting. That would have gotten me. The ship was like this, you know. But they were in the Bahamas. You know, <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like the Titanic, you know. The water's warm. It's, we're not – it's hot, actually, so it's not. There was okay, the danger level was low. Here's Let's the put it one. That way. Here's low. the one that would have got me, right? Being a Brit and funny about these sort of things. Out of four thousand two hundred people, only five toilets worked. You know, I couldn't hold it that long. Be, they just need to be energized. They need to be what? <laughs> Nobody would want you to. Well, but again, I kind of think. Could we not have? You know, in days of old, they would put the two slats, the two boards, you know, at the, at the I don't know what you call the front of the ship or the back of the ship. The bow? The bow? The prow. 
The bow is the front. The front bit. Look, listen to us, our nautical terms. The front bit. The front, the back of the ship, the back of the boat, they would put, um, they would put two slats <laughs> and then there was like a hole in the middle. And so when you went to do your duty, you would go to the back of the boat and you would sit in the, in that part. And then you would just boop, right into the, into the water, into the ocean. And I'm just thinking, why couldn't they have gotten a little enterprising with where people had to go potty? That's like the opposite of Titanic, though, because then Titanic is at the front of the ship going, I'm king of the world. You're talking about being on the back of the ship going, I'm crapping in the sea. (laughs) It's true. It's true. So I just I couldn't figure out why they couldn't they couldn't like rig up porta potties or they couldn't get them porta potties or it was all very interesting to me. I don't know. Uh, Carl, you're in the ocean. You've got nothing but water. Couldn't you just you know, when you don't have fresh water, you just Okay, like when our water's out, when we're at the cabin and and we have no water or the water lines are frozen, you know, you you we have spare water, and so if you have to go potty, you can still flush the toilets. If it's mellow, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, you flush it down. Is the rule, and 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 you can flush it still because you've got the spare water. And I'm thinking, you have an ocean around you. Why couldn't you just? Provide buckets of water for, I don't know. I just, I'm a dreamer. I like to dream. I like to dream of a world where cruise ship people could overcome the obstacle of, of non-working toilets. Well, when it, Certainly this was in the contingency plan, right? Certainly there was a plan for this. If, if, the, if the plumbing system failed, there was not a backup on Carnival. And that surprised me. See, what surprised me is when they finally did get into dock and they put the jetties up, I bet you had loads and loads of people just running down to the toilets. Use <laughs> toilet paper. Me first, me first. I know. I know. It was pretty funny. It was like breaking news. I get news updates on my phone, and I love the. I got a, an updated text that says, the, the Triumph has pulled into Alabama. <laughs> it, was like, it was like breaking news. Sounds it was a bit big rude. Deal. Well, you know. And Somebody to, was breaking, I can tell you that. To add, ins- to add insult to injury, these poor souls, when they finally docked, they some of them had had to get on buses for a seven-hour ride to Galveston or Houston. <laughs> but do you know what? They took them to Alabama. It was actually better because they were going to take them, I don't know, someplace in Mexico. And they thought, wait a minute, if we take them to Mexico, then you're going to have that whole hassle again of getting them into the States Right, because we're going to have to go through all of the the passport stuff and and you know homeland security and all that TSA. Let's just take them back to the states, um, and so that's why they were on the ship longer, in the hopes that getting them actually home sooner it would be less of a hassle for them. Of course, I would have picked Mexico in a bathroom. <laughs> Do you reckon they had to over um... Alabama and no flesh and potty? I can tell you that right now. Do you reckon they had to declare? But their... that's just me. I'm wacky like that. Do you reckon they had to declare their poop bags as extra luggage? You have to put those through the scanner. We're going to a bad place we now. Are, we we should go away place. from this place. Okay, let's move on to our <gasps> alien invasion overlords coming. Now, what do you exciting. think that was? See, that's, that's, I, I believe the alien invasion has started now with that meteorite, supposedly a meteorite landing in Russia. I reckon that's like War of the Worlds right there. Or or Starship Troopers where they just chuck rocks at us and scary. But you know what 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 I found two things I found amazing about this story. The first thing was that NASA didn't really predict it was gonna happen. You know, they knew, but they didn't think it was gonna be that close. They was gonna be close, but not that close. So that kind of worried me, you know, when NASA puts out stuff like, We're gonna be coming really close to a comet. No, we're not. And then, don't worry, we're not going to be close to this. And it's like, you know, hitting the earth. That was the first thing that kind of worried me a little bit. That was, the other, that was a different one. That was a di- and there was another asteroid that passed between satellites. I know. And this was another one, which they didn't see coming. Well, you know, I, I think the guy who's on the deck, who's on the top of the building with the binoculars, needs to get a better brand of binoculars. <laughs> Their relay system needs to improve. That's all I'm saying. Um, and the second thing is... Um, that so many people in Russia have dash cams. <laughs> yeah, you know why, though, don't you? I don't. It was, 
it was police corruption, right? Yeah, and Be- insurance the, fraud, and they have to prove it. Oh, I was. Everybody in Russia has a dash cam. That is uh, that was unbelievable to me. So that he, many people caught this. I know, and they will quite nonchalantly just carry on driving. There's this big flash of light came streaming across the sky. I would have crashed I and crapped my. I would have been crapping into a little bag. I would have been. And nobody says, nobody said anything. You hear the music playing in the background, like they have the radio on, and no one's, and then the car just turns. <laughs> I was like, I, I know I would have been saying a lot of naughty words. Oh my God. No, those Russians are cool, calm, and collected. That's it. See the next They're not going to let a little thing like a meteorite strike in their home turf cause them to get, you know, screeching tires and. See, this, this is why Hollywood needs to set the next alien blockbuster invasion movie in, in Russia. You know, because it's always set in America. We always see you guys running around going, oh, there's real aliens coming, alien coming. If it's set in Russia, right, just go, that's right. yeah, whatever. Okay. Oh, look we'll, at that. We'll, we'll deal with this. Don't worry. Oh, hey. Pass the front. Oh, what was, mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so either they're not easily excited or there's so much excitement that goes on all the time that a little thing like a meteorite Lovely. striking the earth is like, whatever. Yeah, it's like a paper cut. It's no big deal. Or they get just cut. drunk on vodka, too much vodka. Or vodka. 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 Oh, I, I like to think it's that. Okay. Oh, you probably needed some of that vodka when you went to your friend's... Uh, Friend's hotel, didn't you? You oh. you were working on some projects for him. And I I seem to recall this, and it was the haunted hotel. The haunted hotel. Yeah, I thought we'd done his website. We went up there, done some, took some photos, and done a show as well while we was there. Strangely enough, and it was good fun. And uh, yes, and oh, <laughs> why are you why are you barking at me, Missy? <laughs> Sorry, sorry there, Madden. Sometimes it just comes out. I can't help it. It's just what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you stayed in the you stayed in the haunted hotel, and did you stay in the most haunted room? I was um, no. I always make sure I try and stay away from the most haunted room. However, as we was drinking into the night, into the wee hours, yes, they did inform me that I was actually staying in the real haunted room, which is even more haunted than the haunted room. <gasps> did you okay? Did it happen? Did you? Did something materialize? Did the spirit world reach out to you, Madden? Carl Madden, who ye of disbelief believe now? If it did, it, did, it didn't scream loud enough because I was drunk and fell asleep, asleep right away. <laughs> it's always oh, going to be that way. You're always, you're always going to be drunk. I'm always going to be drunk at a hotel. I will never experience it. Madden. What? Oh, I'm counting on you to say, listen, I was a non-believer, and this thing happened to me, and I can't explain it. Ergo, I am now a believer. I can't explain a lot of things, but I don't think they're spirits. They're ghostly. Oh, my gosh. Hey, well, you'll be able name? to see for yourself if you ever come over here, won't you? I, I'm going. I'm straight. I'm heading straight for that tontine. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm heading straight. What was the name of the room you stayed in? Did it have a? Did it have like the haunted room name? No, it was just nine. It was lovely, lovely. Oh. <laughs> it was just nine. Nine. Oh. Did you did you take pictures of it? Maybe to put on our here and there blog. No, because there's a hotel. There, there's pictures on the site because I had to do their site. That was the whole point of going there. But. Um, Yep, they're up there. So I, I have to share with our listeners that I lost the little rubber doohickey on my, my earbud, and I just found it. Hey, was it in your head, middle of your brain? It like was I in my was? ear the whole time. There you I go. couldn't hear. I was like, why am I so congested on the left side of my head? Oh, it's in there. I just fished it out. That's great. So, yes, well, hmm. I, I had some, uh, some, Exciting things last night. I had to. I had a bridal fair. I wondered what you was going to share then when you started that sentence. It was exciting. It was a bridal fair, and um, it was at a, a a lovely location. And but you know, I had to. I actually worked it because I had to. I shot during the fair. I had shot the the other vendors and 
and the the goings on. Um, and it was it was done a little bit differently. It's where all these brides compete for a dream wedding. And so all of the vendors give, like, here's your cake, here's your tux, here's your gown, here's your flowers, here's your photography, here's your, your honeymoon, here's your reception. The whole thing is paid for, and it's, like, a big deal. And um, it's a dream wedding. Well, when, you so say, when you say they compete, what is it, like in the pit with knives and swords and stuff? Well, this is the first year I did it, and I thought that it was going to be like American Idol. Hi, my name is Missy, and I think that I should have this wedding because that's how I thought it was going to be, but I was wrong. Um, anybody can sign up, and then the 15 finalists are picked from just random, just from we just pulled your name, and you're now a finalist, and then there's three runners up. But it's real serious because, like, when they pick them, they take them in the back room, and there's an attorney there, and they have to sign this stuff and give their driver's license. It's, like, really serious because I'm thinking, wait a minute. What if they just go, listen, it's, the wedding's off? We want it, but it's off. What do you do? I don't know the legalities of it, but it was pretty fun. Except I shot for, you know, hours, and my neck is so sore today. And my calves from my shoes, because, you know. Those iPhones are high, high, like, they're heavy to carry, though. Yeah, well, you know, it's, <laughs> you don't think it is. It's like, you know, Chinese water torture. A few drops, no, but after hours, you're just going, stop it. But it was a lot of fun. I was laughing, but the most fun part of last night is that the gal who owns the bakery, who does wedding cakes, is um, she's a, a friend of mine, and um, known her forever. And so she gave me this plate of cake, Uh-oh. and I'm talking the best cake ever. This plate of goodies, right? I'm like, ah! And I got so excited about my my plate of cake. And then when the event was over, this is, this is the most exciting. You would think it would be booking brides, weddings, and all that. No, the most exciting part of the whole evening was I got the top of the cake to take home because they have the cake out there, you know, and there's this, this whole, all this food. It was crazy. People walking around and they're with hors d'oeuvres and there's drinks and there's, you know, it's wonderful. But there was the top of the cake and it's now mine. Uh-oh. Did you, um... I know. Did it have the mad... Were the mad brides already mad at that point? Or hadn't it reached that stage yet? What no. do you mean mad? Well, you get bridezillas, don't you? Where they all go a bit over the top as the pressure starts you know, to build. I have to say, I have a thing with the, with the whole bridezilla thing. I have to just... I have to take it down for just a minute. I think that... I guess there are brides... Knock on wood... I've never encountered I mean, a bride that was that fussy. Haven't you? <laughs> no, I haven't. Well, I've and, known you a know, few. Now, I've only been doing this for three years, but I've never, I've, I've never encountered. I've had particular brides. Um, I've had brides that were very, very picky, but I have a little bit of a different attitude when it comes to picky brides than I think other people do, or picky clients. I love them. But we won't get into that because that's a whole other story. But I do because they won't – I won't get into Compromise. it. Compromise? I, I have no problem. I don't have a problem with particular brides. I've never had a bridezilla. Mm-mm. Oh, well. Never. Never have. No, no, no. But everybody was really sweet. They were really sweet. And then there's the guys that are there and you know they don't want to be there. Of course you we know don't. They just became because – because the way it works is if you win, because they were giving away some really like, you know, $500 vacation, $1,000 this. They had some great prizes and great raffles and giveaways. Um, and uh, you can tell the guys that just, you know, they're just, and but both couples had to be there, the bride and the groom. And they just did not want to be there. I mean, oh, they were just fine. like, oh. poor sods. You know, and then they had to carry around the pink bag that had the goodies in it, like the little swag bag that the brides get. So they were the pack mules. They were the pack mules kind of, of the event. Kind of, but they were they were good sports. It was a lot of fun. But the whole purpose of this entire bridal fair story is to tell you that I have an entire cake sitting in my refrigerator with buttercream frosting and raspberry filling. And that, my friend, is exciting. Well, I know it's not going to be there by the I weekend. I can't tell you how much sugar. I ate so much sugar last night, Madden. <laughs> I think I went to sleep at two, and that's saying something for me. I was bouncing off the walls. I was about to say, I, was like I, wa- 
I wonder why we're doing this podcast with your sitting on the ceiling. I know. <laughs> I was just bouncing, bouncing off the walls. Oh boy, but it was fun. It was a good time. It was a good night. And I tried to, I was, I was laying in bed and I couldn't sleep. And so I, I went on to Netflix and I tried to watch a show that you love. What's that? Now I pushed myself through Downton Abbey. I pushed myself through the first probably four episodes and it took me that long to get into it. And now I'm kind of hooked except there's only season one on Netflix. Bad form Netflix because now I have to wait because I'm, I have to be caught up and everyone's talking about it. I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Doctor Who. Yes. Kind of a Doctor What? I what? can't get into it. Are you watch are you I watching know. Are you watching the new ones or the old ones? I'm watching are they, are they black and white or are they co- color? Are they black no, or white or are they color? They're color. It's very quintessential. Am I watching the wrong one? No, no. Okay, it started back in the sixties, Doctor Who. In black and white. I think it was the sixties. And uh, you really wouldn't enjoy them, I would imagine. But no, I mean, Doctor Who, it's hard to explain Doctor Who to an American. I'm surprised much, some of you get it, actually. But it's one of those shows where, mind you, a lot of British people don't like Doctor Who, so you're, you're probably not alone. But it's just a fun children's TV show. Oh, was it meant for kids? Yeah, it's meant to be for kids, but us geeks still like it too. Oh, so it's a kid's show? Yeah, Oh, so that's probably why I'm, well, actually, I should like it. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't. I watched the first, the very first episode. And then why are there so many different Doctor Whos? I thought there was one Doctor Who and there's 14 Doctor Whos. Because he, every time the actor wants. How is that even happening? Every time the actor wants to move on and do other things, they, Doctor Who dies and then he regenerates into the next actor who will go on and play Doctor Who. Is, his, is the name actually Doctor Who, or no. do they have names? His name's just Doctor. The Doctor. So it's Doctor Who because you never know who you're exactly. going to see on the next Should, episode. Well, you do know who's going to be on the next oh. episode, but they don't know who he is. He's just the Doctor. Oh, that's, that's a Doctor. Is. So, oh. And if you've only watched yeah, the that's, first... That's confusing. If you've only watched the first one, that's the one where all the mannequins come to life, right? Was that, yes, that yeah, is the that one. one's pretty poor. That one's pretty poor. Carry on watching it. They get better. I know. I should. You can't. It's like going to a restaurant. When, when you go to a restaurant and they first open and then you, you pass a judgment call in the restaurant because, you know, your, your soda was kind of flat or the service wasn't great. You always have to go back because you can't base a restaurant on the first week they open because they're still working out the kinks. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of shows are like that. Not The Walking Dead, might I add. No, but that had... Pilot on the, you know... That had... That was zombies. You can't go wrong with zombies. You could stomp you zombies You can't go wrong with Firefly either. Firefly's pilot episode was pretty darn great. Little Joss Whedon right there. Well, I'm just seeing Doctor Who's first episode. Even 30 Rock, although the pilot wasn't great, it was enough to kind of suck you in. Um, I'm just not feeling the Doctor Who. I... I, we, well, I didn't feel Downton Abbey either, so that's, to be Do- fair, I had Do- to push myself. When the new Doctor Who came out over here, I remember sitting down and watching it with my mate, and we watched that first episode with the mannequins, and we looked at each other and went, what a pile of junk. And then the very next yeah. episode caught, caught us, and from then on, we... St- oh, so r- I just need to push through. I just need to push through, man. No, because the next one, I think, is good enough to watch, and you'll get hooked. Just the first right. one's awful. Uh, awful, all right. awful, awful, awful. All right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push it through because you said. <sighs> that's you a weird. Said, why did you start watching that anyway? That's a weird. Because everybody has, you know, everybody that I know had. Oh, even you, you're like, oh, Doctor Who, and you make Doctor Who references, and and you know the little robotty trash can thing that, you know. There's Doctor Who love, and I want to be part of that oh, okay. because I believe if everyone's doing it, it's got to be good. <laughs> um, but I just, I need, <laughs> I just gotta, I want to be like everyone else, man. Um, so, hmm, so I need to, I need to just push through. But you know what? I will be watching for what's that? That smoke coming out of the Vatican. Oh, this is when I, I'm applying for this. I'm going to apply to be. <laughs> I'm going to be a... Cardinal po- oh. Carl. 
cardinal. <laughs> no, not cardinal. Pope <laughs> Cole. Pope, Pope Madden. You have to be one bloody big cardinal robe, I can I tell you know. that. I oh, can, my I gosh. I give mass. I'm sure I can. I don't even know what it is, but I can research it on Wikipedia. The Pope? Can you imagine the Pope Mobile? Pope Mobile for me will be huge. It it will be like a Pope bus. It will go around corners and fall over. It will be so top heavy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll be like a... Yeah. Um... <laughs> And when so, they wait, 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 when they make me to a pope a soap pope on a rope, that'll be a big lump of soap as well. On a rope, but isn't this kind of the weirdest thing that he's retiring? I have never heard of a pope retiring. It just it isn't. I mean, it's been done, but not for how many years? Well, isn't, how many centuries? I don't know. Isn't the pope like ordained by God to be on earth? Isn't that you are pope till you die? Is really how? And I, now I could be wrong. I'm sure that our listeners will go. All ten of them will say, "No, you're wrong about this." But I think that I think the last one it was. It's been like six hundred years. I mean, it's been six centuries since a pope has stepped down from his popedom to and retired. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it. Part of me goes, "I think it's only right because if you feel if for some reason you cannot fulfill all your pope duties." Then you should have the runner-up pope should be able to step in. It's like Miss America, the runner-up pope. Um, the first, you know, first runner-up should take place. Should take the place of the pope. Um, and I, you know, you're honest with yourself, and you say, I, "I can no longer, you know, I can no longer perform my duties to the best of my ability." I don't know, but but the pope is such a figurehead that stepping down. I don't know. So I don't I don't know how I feel about this. I want to know how he quit. Did he pick up the phone to God and say, yeah, this job, not really what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to have to move on to something better. And he kind of he kind of gave his two weeks notice, right? Because <laughs> it was like he was stepping down in two weeks. I was like, oh, do you do that in Popedom? You really do give a two weeks notice. I can imagine there's loads of cards now circulating churches like with. See you, see you next time. It was good working with you. Good luck in no, the future. I, I, I know. Are we, I know. Is, this, I, is this blasphemous, what we're doing, by the way? Because we could be in serious trouble. No, we can't be in serious trouble. I'm not putting down the Pope in any way. I just, I'm not Catholic, but, um, but you know, he is a very beloved figure in, in you know, in the Roman Catholic faith. And um, the Vatican's beautiful. But then they say, all the cardinals meet in the Sistine Chapel. Ah, so exciting. And they are going to close the doors, and you don't know what they talk about, and you're not going to know till you see the smoke. And I just wonder how that works. What do they do when they meet in there? I like to think it's all dignified, but it might not be. It might be a drinking competition. It might just become on in really, case, and they divide into little clicks. <laughs> Pope clicks. Maybe they rock for scissors, rock paper scissors, <laughs> and they just keep going till they get the right one. I'm or the current pope says, okay, I'm thinking of a number <laughs> between one and, and then whoever's closest. I don't know how they do it. High stakes poker. Do they interview him? High stakes poker. Carl, it could be anything. Could I'm be. just saying there are they have their own rules. I don't know how they come to it. And I then, don't I don't know. Yeah, it's exciting. It is. And then to let it's, us know, like you say, they pollute pollute the atmosphere. So it's it's good. The smoke and, and is it is it special smoke? I, I remember I remember watching um, the um, – do you call it election of Pope? Is the Pope elected? <laughs> I guess so, huh? He's Chosen. elected. Oh, like I an guess, office. I guess so. Chosen for Pope John Paul II. And I remember it was so exciting. And I love Pope John Paul II. He reminded me of my grandpa. And um, and I remember seeing the smoke and thinking, oh, the smoke. It's so ex- – I don't know. It's just so cool. It's just so um, old school. Oh, yes. You know, nowadays there'd be like this big LED screen, you know, and they have all the faces of all the cardinals. And then one at a time, they remove them. <laughs> it's a knockout. It's like taking the answers off the board until you're left with two. You know? That's what I think they should do. And it would just, you know, ratchet up the suspense. But they just put smoke. Smoke's good. I would do it differently. I'd make a big deal out of it. Big deal. Lasers. You do, you do, you do as a game show, didn't you? You do as a game show, so you think you've got I Pope. I would. I pick a Pope. 
pick a pope, and then they're all up there. And, and then one by one, all of a sudden, it pops off. And then people could have shirts on, like American Idol. <laughs> I'm, team, I'm team Cardinal O'Malley. He's from Boston. That's how I know him. And you could have and you could be rooting for your favorite one. And then, oh, and then you hear the crowd when their little face pops away. Goes off in a little puff of smoke. And you're left with just two. And then it's like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And the winner is. And it flashes up on the screen. And And then you can lip read. The loser goes, bugger. Oh, but the, no, because he's still runner up. See, I still think he should be runner up. So that, right? Just so it's still an honor. One. It's yeah, still yeah. an honor. It's like homecoming queen. It's like for school, you know, like you have your runners up. They should all be able to go out on the Pope mobile. It's like the Pope and then his attendants. <laughs> if any of our listeners has been offended by this conversation, please send your email to missy at aol.com or something. there's a. I'm just saying we it's it's kind of fun that they do it old school because really nowadays everything is so, you know, big scoreboard. What you're saying they could tweet it. They could tweet oh my god. Does the Pope tweet? He did, didn't he? He started tweeting. See, there's there's a rumor. There was a rumor that I heard, and I I, I have no I'm sure this isn't true. But he started tw- tweeting. He started tweeting tweet yeah, sorry, tweeting in Latin. And the oh, rumor I heard is the Twitter because you can't really stop people tweeting you. No. Because whilst the thing of Twitter is public, he started getting lots of really nasty tweets. And so... Well, yeah, nobody needs to be nasty to the no, Pope. Just, no. And that's just, you know, and that's my thing, kind of. You know, I know that, I know everyone has their issues, right. but that's right. you can think be, it, but you don't have to tweet it out no. like that. If you want to be I mean, nasty to someone, there's Donald Trump out there to have a go at, for example. So, Yeah, that's much more fun. <laughs> What's what's Donald Trump's show? What's the show? The um, Apprentice. The Apprentice. You could do that with the Popes. You're fired. Donald Trump and the Cardinals. You're not the next Pope. <laughs> it's like The Bachelor. I'm going to give you a rose. And if you get a rose, you're still in the running. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. There's so many possibilities. I don't know why one of the networks hasn't taken this and just run. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I'm probably going to hell now. Yep. And I'll be right there beside <laughs> you, pushing you on. Oh, golly gee. I don't know. Well, no, I was. We, before we dig ourselves any deeper into this. This <laughs> of popedom. Uh, this oh. week, we have finally got a few reviews. Yeah, I bet we're going to have some reviews next week after <laughs> talking about the Pope like that. Oh, gosh. Sorry. I I didn't mean to offend anyone if I did. I didn't mean to. All right. Sorry. But oh, we do. We have reviews. Thank you for our reviews. So we haven't had any. Mm. No, we do enjoy reviews because not only does it let us know that we're doing what you like, because <laughs> if we don't hear from you, we will start to think, oh, don't they like us then? What are we, we doing? Like <laughs> well, we're just kind of here to hear ourselves yeah, talk. Just, just chatting. It's the narcissistic podcast. We just like to hear ourselves because we make ourselves laugh. No, believe I me, there's some narcissistic <laughs> podcasts out there I've heard. So. Oh my gosh! Um, well, excellent. Do you want to take the first one? Because I think I'll take the first I one. think they've accidentally put their password in their name place. It could be. We won't read that out loud. But it's from Glassman. And Glassman writes, really pleased that I have found these shows again. I know because people thought we were gone, Carl. They did. We was from hiding. Worlds Apart. They thought Worlds Apart just, you know, flew apart. Dissolved into nothing. They didn't know that we morphed, that we morphed from a tiny little caterpillar to a bigger caterpillar. To a bigger bug. Um, really pleased that I found these shows again. Downloaded all of the here and there shows and listen to them traveling to and from work on the train laughed out loud more than once my fellow travelers must wonder what i am listening to really enjoying the shows keep up the good work thank you glassman thank, thank you very you. much indeed Absolutely. and we got another one from uh crimson monkey who i think oh crimson monkey i think Cheeky he monkey. worlds apart when we was back on that i'm not sure Anyway, he writes, awesome, five stars. Thank you very much. Missy and Carl have the amazing ability hmm. to cheer me up every week. What does it say, Madden? What does it say? 
Well, I was telling you. <laughs> Missy, and, Missy and Carl have the amazing ability to cheer me up um, every week with this show. No matter what you're doing and what your mood you're in, what mood you're in, you won't be able to contain your smiles when you listen to here and there. Awesome work. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Crimson Monkey. Oh, contain your smiles. That is sweet. Thank you, Crimson Monkey. I like anything with the word monkey in. I oh, say. that's wonderful. And it, I, I do too. I'm kind of partial to the monkeys. They're my favorites in the zoo. The primates always. Have I said that before? I probably have. I love the monkeys. We have a monkey as a mascot. A here and there monkey mascot. <laughs> Unless they're throwing pooping bags at you. Wouldn't it be fun? You sit on my shoulder? What, me? Oh, you. Oh, all right. I see. A monkey sits on your shoulder. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you meant me sit on your shoulder. I'll break you in half. We named the monkey car. <laughs> it'd be like a it'd be like a it could be like a Pirates of the Caribbean thing. Oh, I'm just saying, it would be fun. We need a mascot. Um, well, Mr. Madden, where can we find you on that thing known as the interweb? You can find me on Twitter at Claw0101. And where, Missy, can we find you? You can find me at MissyMwack.com. <laughs> By the way, if anyone's listening, we, we're having a few technical issues tonight, which is why there's a big delay sometimes. There is a big delay. Well, I said, tell us what it said, Madden. And then all of a sudden you start reading it and say, I'm telling you what it said. And I thought, how much of a delay am I? <laughs> I mean, I'm normally delayed in my own mind, but, but this is different than that. Sometimes I think these things just happen to me. Am I the only one experiencing this? Yes. Hmm. Um, you can find me at missymwack, mwac.com, which takes you to my uh, YouTube channel of photography tutorials. You can also find me at facebook.com forward slash attack or on the Twitters, as my British friends say, at um, missymwack. Excellent stuff. You can, now, find me, you can find me those places. Now, hopefully. Well, Madden, this has been fun. It has been fun, and hopefully we will be back next week when illness and rain and sleet and snow do not keep us from you. Nor flu. However, you can pay us not to come back. We are quite open for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're always open to Bryce. Absolutely. It's good. So you can pay us to keep our mouth shut. We would do it. That would work. So until next time. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Gives a whole new meaning to poop deck, huh?